This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Have you ever had a breakup where you broke up with a person and you just asked them to leave you alone? Like at that moment, you're just like, I'm uneasy. I don't like this. This isn't something I want. Maybe you felt like you were getting attacked. Maybe you felt like some of this abusive, but maybe, maybe you just had no clue. You're just like, I just want to be left alone. And they don't. But then even worse, you feel like you can't leave them alone. Like you don't want them. You know, you start to see that they're not good for you, but you still go back. You still want to interact. You still want to be with them. A lot of times people find themselves with the narcissist and they break up and they ask to be left alone. They're like, hey, I no longer want to talk to you. But then they go a step further and they're like, wait a second, can you please block me? Because I'm just not sure that I can actually stop contacting you. So please block me, stay out of my life. Like, let's just move on. Like, don't even worry about it. Will they actually do it? Will a narcissist actually react the way you want to? Like, are you struggling with this concept? Are you struggling with them blocking and unblocking you? Are you struggling with going back or getting hoovered into the relationship or reverse hoovered into the relationship? Well, if you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, change, and development. The founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the Escape Toxicity Challenge that you can access at escapetoxicity.com. If you like what you see here talking about narcissism, narcissistic abuse, my journey, please hit subscribe, hit the notifications so you get notified when we drop new videos and when we go live on the channel. We'd love to have you part of the community and to continue learning more. So as we look at this concept of what happens when you ask a narcissist to block you, like what are the reactions? What do you need to do and how does this actually move forward? Well, sometimes we get to the place where the narcissist has already blocked you. Okay, that is a common one that the narcissist has blocked you first. And this often happens, it's not necessarily always, but it often does happen. And the thing is you end up going back and forth, not realizing like about the narcissist, like blocking you. Like, wait a second, like, did they actually block me? Did they not? And you go back and you start to look and you start to look and be like, wait a second, they, they don't, they don't have to be blocked. Now I am blocked. Now I'm unblocked. And you start to watch this game online of a block and unblock, block and unblock. And part of it is to punish you at times, and part of it is to train you at times, and part of it is to keep checking on you, but not give you access to them. This is a crazy making like cat and mouse game that a narcissist plays with another person to be able to produce this effect that you want them even when you don't. Maybe you had that in the relationship already where the person was blocking and unblocking you. Like you would get frustrated of like, I just can't deal this, this anymore, and he'd block you when you wouldn't be able to contact him for another day or two days or several hours. And it would almost make you like panic because then you're like, wait a second, what did I do? How did I make this happen? And you start to put that guilt and that blame on yourself. And as a result, the narcissist, when they unblock you, opens up that door and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Because they've slowly started to train you through this aspect of blocking and punishing you to get you to the place that you are subservient to them, that you are responsible for their emotions that you have to come back to them over and over and over again. 
You see this concept of reverse hoovering where you keep coming back to a narcissist even when they're not doing anything, oftentimes is predicated by the aspect that that happens in the relationship the entire time. Where the narcissist is constantly running away and constantly having you chase and then coming back and then having you chase then coming back and then having you chase. And it helps them in their mind because in their mind then it's, oh my gosh, this person loves and cares about me because the affection, because the attention that they're giving me. And they switch it around. Well, there might be this aspect of anger. Uh, the nurse is going to be mad at you of you asking him to block you, okay? Like, how dare you actually do that? Like, what did you say? Like, why in the world would you expect me to block you? We've been together for so long, and you just want to throw that away? You can see this anger piece that'll come out because you're asking this person to block you, and they don't want to do that. They don't want to do that, not because they care about you, not because they love you so much, but a lot of times because they care about the access or they care about what you provide for them. A narcissist is all about what you provide for them, not about an actual loving and connected relationship. And you have to remember that. So sometimes they'll respond in anger. Sometimes it'll be this frustration piece. Other times they'll respond more as the victim. It'll be more along the lines of like, what? I can't believe this. Like, you want me to block you? Like, after all we've been through? Like, I'm struggling with this stuff right now and you want to leave me in my time of need. You want to leave me when I'm working on myself. You want to... And it all becomes this victim aspect that the narcissist is playing, saying, hey, this is all about me, and I can't believe that you're doing this to me. And all of a sudden, your one ask, your simple ask of like, wait a second, like, I just need help with this, makes you start to feel like you're the bad guy. This is the way the narcissist starts to make you feel like you're the abuser, like you're the one that is hurting them. Because you're putting something on them. You're, you're hurting them. You're abusing them. All these things will get twisted around in their head and thrown back at you, making you feel like you're the abusive one. Making you feel like you're the crazy one. So you have to be able to understand they're going to respond sometimes in anger. Sometimes they're going to respond as the victim. And other times, they're not going to care. They're just going to be like, whatever. And just like turn away. Like They're just going to stop communicating to you. Doesn't mean that you're blocked. Okay, but a lot of times they'll stop communicating with you and just kind of disappear. And this aspect shows what's actually going on underneath is that they don't actually care. They don't actually care about you. They don't actually care about what you're asking them to do. They're just moving on. But when this happens, sometimes a piece switches inside of you and you start to obsess. You start to wonder like, wait a second, like they didn't block. So what are they doing? Maybe this is happening. Maybe something is going on. You start to check the social media daily wondering, maybe I'm blocked. Maybe I'm not. You start to open up your text message to be able to see, is it green? Is it blue? Like, am I actually blocked? What's actually going on? And even though the narcissist seems to not care, it seems to produce this different effect inside of you that makes you care even more. That makes you care of like wondering what is actually happening? What am I doing? Can I connect with this person? What's going on? And even though in your mind you're like, wait a second, this is stupid. I don't want to be with this person. You still want to look. You see, this introduces the concept of pain shopping, which is the idea of I don't feel, so I need to go pain shop. Or I do feel so much and I won't feel better until I go pain shop. Now, what is pain shopping? Pain shopping is this idea of where you're going on, you're stalking, checking someone else's social media for the purpose of getting an emotional release. Now, whether that's a high or whether that's just actually feeling something in general, it's getting to the place of saying like, whoa, okay, now I actually feel better. The problem is just like someone who's like coming off an addiction thinks, oh, one more hit, one more drink will make me feel better. It doesn't. 
It just spirals you into more pain. This is why we call it pain shopping because in the moment you're thinking, this will help me. But then in end reality, it doesn't and all you're doing is going around looking for more pain time and time again. And it doesn't change the action of what's actually happening. It just continues that going over because it doesn't seem to actually help at all. Okay, but you go back and you look at him. You look at his social media. You look at the people that he's with. You look at all these things. You're trying to put together a timeline or an idea or a phrase of like what has actually happened. And the problem is this slowly ramps up. Like it slowly ramps up where you start looking more. You start connecting more. You start even reaching out more. Maybe you're at the point where you reach out like once a week. And then you guys start talking slightly. And this produces a slow sucking back into the relationship, a slow hoover. And one day you realize, wait a second, like we were no contact, not blocked, but we were no contact. Now, like the next day, we're at the place of like, okay, we just texted once, just said goodnight. We still miss each other, right? And then the next day, a little bit more. And the next day, a little bit more. One day there's a phone call because he has a question about something or you left something there or whatever might happen. Three weeks later, you're practically almost back moved in because this is how it happens, but it's slow. So you don't actually see it until it slowly ramps up and you're at the place of like, whoa, how did I even get here? You get sucked back into a toxic relationship and one day you realize, wait a second, I used to be free, now I'm back and now I feel trapped. Now I feel like there's no way out because I've been free and now I'm back. I've been to the place where we've been no contact, we just didn't block each other and now I'm back and now I'm stuck. If you feel stuck today, I'd encourage you to reach out for help. Go to rawmotivations.com, click on the one-on-ones and let's talk. Let's start you down that journey. But last but not least, I need you to understand like a hard truth is the narcissist did not care about you in the relationship. He proved that by what he demonstrated, by the lies, by the cheating, by the manipulation, by the gaslighting, all those things. He proved he did not care about you. So I need to ask you, why would he care now to actually block you? Why would he care now to actually respect you in one of your last wishes that you're saying at the end of the relationship? Why would he actually do that? The answer is there's no drive to. If a narcissist blocks you, it's typically out of two things. It's either one, block you first so he can unblock you and come back into your life, or to punish you, to control you, to make you want to reach back out. And so when you ask a narcissist to block you for them so you don't go back to them, it's not you working on you. It's you putting your work and your effort and your growth and your change onto another person saying like, hey, heal me, please. And there's a better way. There's a better way to be able to move forward, to take back your power, to find you again, regardless of what the toxic person is doing in your life. So if you haven't had a chance to be able to check it out, go to rawmotivations.com. Because you want to get to the place where you block, where that person has no longer, no access to you. You want to get to the place where there is a no contact in place. And no contact means block, ghost, Make sure you're completely disconnected, that there's no way that he can access you. That way you can start moving forward in your healing without getting triggered, without having the trauma ripped off time and time and time again. There is hope and there is help. We're guiding people every single day systematically to break free from that toxicity and to continue moving forward. Reach out today at rawmotivations.com.